Danny, could we please have a one-word spooky theme prompt? A cruise. Cruise. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. I feel like this crew is cruising for a bruising. Oh, there's some bruising going on. Yeah. I, I've never been on a cruise. I can't tell if I would like it or not. I think something about knowing that I can't, like, get off for a couple of days or something. If Jason takes Manhattan, t- taught us anything, cruises are not not for us. Ha- hang on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your host, Kenny CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, I'm Myra Glass, and welcome to This Romanian Life. In 1897, a Russian schooner was chartered to carry private cargo consisting of 50 wooden crates from Romania to England. When the ship arrived, it was derelict. The name of the vessel was Demeter. <laughs> this is the story of its crew. That was great. <laughs> uh, yes, well, so that, that brilliant introduction leads us to the final week of Monster Month. It's Vampire Week. We have to round it out with vampires with... The brand new movie this year, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which Ira Glass so eloquently <laughs> introduced. Some nice of them to call in. And do, yeah, and do that, that, was, that was incredible. And you know what? We always seem to round out the month with a very special guest. Returning once again is Double Murder Podcast's Danny. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, Danny. Uh, yeah, just for the record, since you brought it up, um, <laughs> cruises sound like an absolute nightmare to me. Yeah. Um, sign me yeah. up for an all-inclusive resort uh, because it's not in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, right. No, something about like, yeah, and also knowing, oh, all the food on here has been like sitting for multiple days stored away somewhere. Yeah. Now, that's probably true for an all-inclusive resort, too. Yeah. But at least I have some plausible deniability. I can trick myself yeah. right. into thinking, hmm, right. delivered today, fresh. And you're in control of, like, where you get to go. Yeah. Yes. To some degree, at least. Yeah. And you know the waste on the toilets is actually going somewhere else uh, yes. on land. So that's uh, that's a refreshing thought that it might not just overflow everywhere like it did on that one. Ugh. But hey, guys, uh, another spooky season with my my two favorite boys. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. Congratulations on both of your marriages. Uh, yeah, thank you. I didn't, I didn't get the fucking memo. So <laughs> all I did was get engaged. Um, but, you know, what can you do? Soon enough. Uh, soon yeah. enough. You know, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, I'm just trying to be part of the cool kids club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone's doing doing naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the, dude, all the cool kids are getting itched. <laughs> We believe in you. Yeah. Um, and also, I just want to tell you something that, you know, a lot of times I'll listen to the show and thank you. Quite frankly, I'll be a little disappointed in what you think of movies. Uh-huh. We've been told and, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, most of the feedback. Uh huh. <laughs> and you reviewed the movie Clifford. And what? I just want to let you know how proud I am of the both of you. For correctly rating that film. Yes. CJ, I'm more proud of you than Ken uh, because you rated it more correctly than Ken. (laughs) It's a 10 out of 10 film. Uh, It is is a cherished part of my childhood. (laughs) And uh, the having just finished the third season of Only Murderers in the Building. No spoilers. um, 
none, none whatsoever. I would never. I think it is solidified Steve Martin and Martin Short as two of the greatest performers who have ever existed. Have you been? This is not a spoiler of the show. I have been catching. And they're that's making. That's where I disagree with Ken because <laughs> I saw that little head nod. Yeah, and I know what you <laughs> think. Of Martin Short was like, eh. and you're and you're out of your mind. Dude, Martin just go, go back and watch every old Ed Grimley skit that he ever did on SCTV. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Short is fine, but like also not that good. But he was he was pretty decent in Clifford. Um, <laughs> pretty decent. A, Steve Martin, of course, is a is a national treasure. But Martin Short's got this whole stick that is like. Eh. I just I think you're probably racist against him because he's Canadian. Yeah, is it because of that? He's not. He can't be a national treasure because he's from yeah. Canada. Because he's because he's not from our nation. Yeah, <laughs> he could be a national treasure. Maybe not ours, but yeah, I would yeah. not even go that far. Um, I I love Martin Short. I don't know what it is about him because I think on its face, the shit that he typically does does not sound like something I would be interested in. But every time I see it, I can't get enough of it. Jiminy Glick is the best. Like just watch YouTube compilations of him interviewing celebrities that they're amazing. You know what? I I never really watched that show. Uh, It was just at a time where I wasn't watching a lot of TV, I guess. I, I don't know, but I have heard so many people tell me that it was their their favorite talk show that they've ever watched. I, I mostly have just been seeing like it mostly came across it from the YouTube algorithm. It's just like, surely this guy will like this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you are correct. I love yeah, this. You nailed so it. YouTube. I'm only just watching like little clips of it. You know, let's not talk about horror movies. Let's talk about yeah. comedy. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll have you back and we can talk more about Martin Short, I guess. I might be sick that week. But uh, <laughs> we got to talk about horror movies. Look, we're rounding out Monster Month. we got to talk about some vampires. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about The Last Voyage of the Demeter coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. The Demeter on charter from Romania to London. Shipping private crates. Contents unknown. Out at sea with no land in sight. Evil is on board. Powerful evil. We call him Dracula. And we're back on the final week of Monster Month here on Over Talking Podcast. Joined once again by returning guest Danny. For Vampire Week, we're talking about... The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Danny, we're putting 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's not yet seen The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I'm not sure how you really could spoil it, so just go for it. What it's all about. Ready, go. All right. So uh, a man from, I believe, Central Europe uh, buys some real estate in uh, London and has to relocate his whole home uh, in sort of a you know modern-day uh, you know, big move, whatever situation so he rents passage on a ship and finds the accommodations lacking so he takes matters into his own hands culminating in a a successful voyage that is recounted in the book dracula (laughs) yeah i mean it's not wrong it's uh it's more from a specific point of view maybe but uh yeah, yeah. No, technically <laughs> not if, if Shook taught us anything it's that the same events can have multiple points of view sure sure that's fair yeah. would you say that the ship was almost a character in this movie oh my god 
Okay, so I, I agree with Ken. Before we go too far, what this is actually, and you know, CJ, or I'm sorry, Ira Glass uh, already kind of explained a little bit, but this is a movie that takes basically one chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula, the part where Dracula just basically gets shipped across the ocean, but it ends up that by the time the ship arrives in port, the whole crew's dead. Ah, what happened? And, and what's interesting is in the book Dracula, the, the chapter concerning this voyage is written as if it was just a series of captain log entries, mm-hmm. which I believe are then are the captain logs that are kind of like narrated over during this movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's an interesting premise and it's got some great actors in it, I thought. It's got uh, that one guy from Game of Thrones. And uh, who else the, is onion, the Onion Knight. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Are other people in this movie of note? The well, the main guy, the the doctor guy. Oh, not who's really he? a doctor, but I, I feel like I've seen him in other stuff. Let's move on. Clearly, <laughs> none of us actually know who that is. Um. So, Danny, uh, you know, I, I kind of presented you with, you know, your choice of picking a monster movie. Basically, mm-hmm. why did you choose uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter? Yeah, like truthfully, like as somebody who did a horror movie podcast for a long time, um, I I find it hard to get excited about new scary movies. Most of most of the movies that come out are crap, and uh, I've just I've I've seen enough of that. Uh, so when this came out, I, I thought it was a really interesting premise. I I love, I think most people love the movie uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And there, there's this part of me that just thought it was kind of clever to create this movie where it's like, you could start Dracula, you could watch this movie during the voyage scene, and then you could restart Dracula. So, so it was just kind of that idea of it. And then it also, like, yeah, it's a vampire movie, but I think it's kind of novel, the 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 setup that you have a bunch of people on a ship in the middle of the ocean and there's a vampire on board. Like what, what do you do? How, mm-hmm. how does it, how is it not just immediate massacre? What, what's the situation? I also like that the movie, uh, well, I'll, I'll just start, I'll stop there before I just say everything I think about the movie, but yeah, that, that's really why it, it's, it is a clever enough premise. It's reusing like tried and true material but trying to present it in a new way. And it's like, man, that's, that's enough to get me excited. And you would also already review Renfield. <laughs> Which was great, right? Yes. I actually watched Renfield later in the day after, for the first time. And, oh, nice. And it was, in fact, great. And it was a nice, <laughs> it was nice, it was a nice pair up. Hell yeah. Glad you're great. Nice. Yeah, I, I heard that somebody described this movie as like it's alien, but Dracula and on a ship. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alien on a ship is what the director described this as. Yeah. Oh, it's um, the director. Okay, there you go. The director said it, yes. <laughs> uh CJ, have you seen any like I, I know your knowledge of horror is is Lacking. somewhat limited. Have you seen any adaptation of Dracula before? I don't think so. I'm trying to okay. Yeah, I I like as we discussed in the Renfield episode uh, with Carissa, which you can go back and listen to. I knew the trope of like the lighting of Dracula's eyes that it's like shadowed above and below his face, but just as like or the opposite something. You got the reference, yeah. 
But no, I don't think I've seen any any of those movies or anything. Well, maybe oh, wow. next year. Maybe you, next have year. Su- you have such a wonderful slate of movies to watch. And also, if you're not careful, several horrible, dumb movies. Yeah. Unlike Renfield. Yeah. Which we Unlike so, Renfield. I know this is going to fall on deaf ears, but CJ, if you're looking for something fun to watch for Halloween... Bram Stoker's Dracula is, is kind of like required viewing, I feel One, like. So. 1,000 percent It's okay. it's an excellent movie. It is it's not scary. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's not scary. Yeah, they don't it's seem almost beautiful scary. at times. It's it's yeah. a, a, a very well-made movie that Keanu Reeves happens to be in. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's oh, see, we, sold yeah, oh right. dude, we should we should have just led with Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, pleasure. perfect. Well, there we go. Got uh, CJ's Halloween viewing together. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween viewing. Segway. It's almost Halloween time at time of airing. Um, Danny, what, what's a good recommendation for someone to watch on Halloween? Can you think of on, any? Uh, on Halloween? On Halloween. I mean, th- there's really just one recommendation. Halloween. And it's Halloween. <laughs> it, it, it's Halloween or a- anything yeah. in that pantheon. It's the one day a year. It is okay to watch Halloween three, mm. which which otherwise is just a cruel joke. I but love it, Halloween three. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Listen, that's fine. I, there's a case to be made. I, they just should have named it any other name. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what about the second one? I've never seen the second one. The second one oh, is geez. just a continuation of the first one. Liter- a literal continuation of the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's more of the same. If you like the first one, it's. Same vibes, same actors, same everything. Just picks up right where the first one ends. And in that same vein, like uh, the I call them the Danny McBride Halloweens. I like I think they did a good job of kind of picking up on that thread for the second one. I, I yeah, I, I really like the first two Halloweens. But yeah, I, I think that you can't really go wrong. It's right there in the name. It encapsulates the season. It, it encapsulates the idea, and you know it's. Filled with people running around in costumes, just like you'd see outside. So you really, you really can't, you can't go wrong with it. It's good yeah. answer. No, I, I actually answer. have a question for the both of you. Seeing as this is our our last Spooky Month episode, this came up in conversation the other day, and it really made me think: Are mummies zombies? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A specific a type of zombie. A specific subsection. Yeah. yeah. Because they're never really treated the same in movies or like, because I was thinking of monsters and you're like, well, mummies are technically in the sort of like monster universe. The the only kind of main difference between zombies and mummies are mummies, you don't, don't typically like infect other people, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and if, if you're killed in general, you don't come back as a mummy. You have to like have a specific curse effectively to yeah. have, come back as that. Yeah. But if they're anything, undead. they're they're, they're in the genus undead, which which actually zombies, uh, zombies, mummies, and vampires are all a part. True. Yeah. Wow. So they're like mummies wow, and yeah. vampires you know are cousins. Yeah. Vamp- vampires are closer to zombies than than mummies because if you get bit by a vampire, you come back as vampire. Exactly. Exactly. There's as we virus. see in this movie, quite a bit. Um, I, I wrote a couple notes about Last Voyage of the Meter. I just want to quickly run. I through. suppose we should talk about the movie. So yeah, I guess. I'll bring but, it back. but again, I just have I just have such a nice time talking with you. We could talk about anything. Yeah, absolutely, I'm I'm happy to go on all these tangents. But 
also, I do want to put in there, I love when people just spontaneously catch on fire when sunlight hits them. I love yeah. all of the, the sunlight burnings in this movie. It was very satisfying to watch. Um, yeah, I, I, as uh, a painfully pale person, I, I can really identify with that. Yes, um, absolutely. I, here's a question for you guys about this movie. And maybe it's a bit telling, but what did you think of the use of computer graphics in this film? Hmm. Huh. It, it honestly didn't bother me. I, I didn't really take, I wasn't focusing on it at least. I mean, I'm sure everything was computer CGI, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think the fact that when you asked, I had to think about it is a good sign that it wasn't <clears throat> obvious that it was like, oh, well, that looked like shit. That I, yeah. So I think because of that, it, it felt good. I take it you were, you were focusing on it though? Well, I noticed it. I noticed okay. it. And okay. that's not great. I just, you, you know, well, it, but, but I'm not complaining. You know, I, um, it almost made me feel kind of good that like we're at this level of technology where you can create like pretty good CGI on what I'm going to go ahead and assume is a limited budget. Like it, it didn't, it didn't look as good as practical effects could, but the cost to pull off the type of practical effects that they were trying to do would, would be enormous. Yeah. So the, the the usage of CGI I thought was really good. It just seems like a bit of a turning point for me. Uh, like there, there was a point in time where like in music, you know, like people were honked off about MP3, like you know, serious audiophile were honked off about MP3s because they're not a very good quality um, mm. format. But now with streaming services who like don't use MP3s at all, like now, now it's fine. The technology catches up to a certain point. And uh, I, I think this is kind of the same thing where like, it, it's not just a fine line anymore, especially in horror that, oh, if you've used CGI, it's a cop out and it's not good. Yeah. And it's a look gross. It's like, no, man, people know how to wield that tool. The technology has caught up. And this is a great example of probably a movie that wouldn't have gotten made with a big budget at a big studio, but it's still a movie worth making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I noticed it, but I was okay with it. Also, thank you for teaching me uh, my new favorite phrase, which is honked off. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> oh yeah. Sometimes I really try to challenge myself to not swear. And it, I come up with some pretty fun phrases. I like it. Although I did, that's a, that's a thing that's been around forever, bro. Untitled goose game. Come on. Come on. Man. I, Great. Danny, I do want to maybe blow your mind a little bit, but this is a big studio movie. Like this had a <laughs> massive budget and is made by Warner Brothers. Oh. It's a it's a big it's a big movie. Oh, okay. Oh. So Warner Brothers can pay VFX <laughs> artists well and do a yeah. good job. So does that, Interesting. Does that change your mind on what you think of the CGI? <laughs> no, because because that the, the budget shouldn't be in my train of thought when I'm when I'm watching a movie, right? Yeah. Um, like you shouldn't you shouldn't judge films differently based on on budget. Wow, or, really? Universal. Sorry, this is a Universal movie because of course because yeah. they own all of what's, the Universal monsters. So what what's the budget, or is that a question for uh, that we might discuss? I don't. Later? Uh, it's not a question. I don't know what it is. I uh, I mean, it's a Universal movie. I assume it's pretty pretty large. I mean, they got I a pretty big director now too. It's uh, Andre Oredal. He did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And autopsy of Jane Doe. 
maybe not that big, but those really, are, those are really, really, you're gonna bury the best film that he made. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, yeah, that no, is, no, no, is no. a very, very good movie. That's Wait, Scream Still in Dark? You like no, Scream? You, what, what you, haven't, you haven't named the best movie he's ever done. Oh, please tell me. What am I what am Dude, I missing? Troll Hunter. Oh, and that Troll is not Hunter. facetious. Okay. That is an excellent, excellent movie. I'm not sure I've seen Oh boy. It. Treat yourself. Seen trolls? Maybe I haven't seen Troll Hunter. Treat yourself. It is not okay. a horror movie per se, but I think it's still in the monster realm. Uh, okay. It is a very fun movie. All right, I'll check it out. Oh, I'm sh- I, honestly, I'm shocked that you hadn't seen it before. You're, you're I, I might like, have. It's is it like 2010s? Is it like a I, while ago? 2010. Yeah, yeah, probably right. Yeah, I probably watched it when it came out. But it's all right, been a text while. text me after you watch it again. Okay, okay, we'll do. Kelsey Grammer. Star studded cast. Wait, really? He's in it. <laughs> I got that part. <laughs> what? It's like it's like uh, Norwegian or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Andre, based on the way the director spells his name, he's got two separate strange letters in there. So yeah. I don't know. Sc- Scandinavian <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Norwegian. They're not strange, Ken. They're just different. Okay. Sure. They're CJ, different. CJ, how much did this movie scare you? So I, I know that you're a bit of a scary mm. cat. I'm I'm a little coward boy. That was that was me mo- during most of the horror movies. <laughs> so glad I got the iPad working. Wow! Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, you're you're nailing it right now with the auxiliary um, sound. No, this this one was this was good. I I I enjoyed myself watching it. I don't think I was I was too scared. Like really, what's what gets me is I hate jump scares, mm-hmm. and there I don't none are like coming to mind with this one. Or if they did do it, yeah. it was. They did it well for me to not remember, I guess. No, yeah. I think you're right. There's not there's not many jump scares. Yeah. In this, jump scares right. I just think are cheap. I hate them. But yeah. other than that, no. Yeah, I thought this was this was a good time. I'm with you. I, I think jump scares are I'm on record. Jump scares are totally dumb. You know, there, there's a time and there's a place, but the the cop out of complete silence to scary thing right. is never it. Yeah. Right. I hate that. That's startling, but it's not horror, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've maybe told this story before, and I don't know if you remember this, Ken, because it was forever ago, but going to the Six Flags haunted house things for your Uh, birthday one year. Fest, my man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate haunted houses. And so throughout most of them, I would even like, I would just like talk to the actors (laughs) most of the time because I would like point them out and say like, I see you. But then all they have to do is go like, ah, and I would still go like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> just like cursing at them because it's cheap. Anyone could just walk up to you and go like, ah, and you'll probably be scared. But, the, yeah. but then but then afterwards, are you like, hey, man, what, what was your motivation for this? <laughs> How do you get into character? What's, What's your backstory? <laughs> <laughs> so your parents left you at a young age or something like that. They died or is that it? I, dude, I'm with you. Like. The the I think it's universal. The Halloween horror nights uh, mm-hmm. seem really interesting because my understanding is that it's less haunted house and more like I don't know uh, extreme diorama. Uh, and yeah. maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but like that. See, I, I'm more interested. I want to see your makeup. I want to see the setup. But don't don't try to fucking scare me, man. Like I, I'll I'll punch you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like going mainly for tradition for to go into haunted houses, but yeah, I would appreciate if there's like a story or something, which is kind of I think mm. what those Universal Horror Nights stuff yeah. do, right? And plus, they take like IPs you know and like build whole haunted houses out of them. They made a, a Chucky one this year that I wish I could go to. One of one of the um, finest Chicago-based films ever made. Absolutely, yeah. Are you are you watching uh, the TV series? Never yeah. seen it. Never. Okay. I've, I've heard it's I've heard it's pretty good, but like nobody's talking about it that much. That I that love it's it. Like, well, I, I think why, it's why, hilarious. Why aren't, you, why aren't you telling me? I'm telling you now. Yeah, Go I'm check it out. I got, got a poster That's, back here for the, I, I, for there, the show. There, there's there's precious little time left in October, but I so, I could check it true. out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. Just started season three, so for or I mean, it's already deep into season three. <laughs> Do you guys want to do some trivia? Can we do some trivia? More yeah. more than anything. It's time for... Hey, did you do that? It's time to pit our guests to CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Danny, CJ, let's kick it off. Here we this go. Will, First this question. This will be a good one because two of the questions I thought you might ask, one of which I know answers to, you're, we've already established that you're not going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've already crossed a couple off. So... <laughs> <laughs> It happens, though. It's okay. It's okay. All right. This one, there's no way this would have been brought up. Uh, There was a 2010 five-issue comic book series that has a very similar premise to what this movie is. What is that comic book series called? And this is multiple choice because, obviously, you guys aren't going to know what this is. So, is it A, Death Ship? Is it B, Blood Ship? Is it C, Vamp Ship? Or is it D, Friendship. <laughs> Bravo, Ked. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take bloodship. I think okay. death ship. Well, CJ, you got it. It's death ship. All yes. right, all right. Like it was same. actually written by Gary Gernani, Jer- who uh, co-wrote Pumpkinhead. Oh, so, tying it back to that. that. Yeah. Wait, what? What is the? What is this comic series about? It's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a vampire on a boat. I, I don't think it's specifically Dracula, but it's a vampire on a boat killing off everyone. That's actually what the the tentative title of the sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Vampire on a boat, yeah. yeah. Bats on a boat. I mean, that would be pretty pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> they would just fly away, I guess. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> there weren't any bugs out at sea for them to eat, so they went away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, next question. It's going to be tough for CJ. CJ, you haven't read the book either, I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. So here we go. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, the book, what else can Dracula transform into other than a bat? And I would like CJ to answer first. Huh. I don't think I've yeah seen that in any like lore. They don't cover that in what we do in the shadows. I have no idea. A dog. I'm not sure I would have gotten this, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I've never read the book either, but I... I'm not sure I would have gotten this. You said a dog? Sure. Okay. Danny, do you know? Um, no matter what, CJ should get a point because in a way he's correct. Right, it, exactly. He, he yeah. might actually be flat out correct. I was going to say a mist. Well, okay. I'm going to give you both a point because the answer is fog and a wolf. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. As good, soon as I said job. dog, I was like, I should have said wolf. That's I Yeah, so I, I actually... When you asked the question, I went with like fog mist because I know that that's one. But then I remembered that I had 
read some of the Wikipedia of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and they they talk about specifically. I remember the passage where he talks about the captain of the ship saw a dog-like creature like run off the boat into England as he was um, tied to the uh, what was it? He was tied to the the wheel to keep it in the correct direction. Oh, interesting. Okay. Gotcha. Wow, even that was in the book? That's cool. They also allude to that in the movie, too, because the they have the symbol of the wolf on a, a couple different things. Um, so I think that's how they were trying to tie that in. And also, in the movie, Fog, like, kind of encases the, the boat at the end. So I guess that's his doing as well. I didn't really think about it. I was thinking, like, why is that happening? But... The powers of the vampire are far beyond your comprehension. Apparently. All right. Next question. Dracula's look in this movie is largely based off of which unauthorized adaptation? CJ? Oh, not multiple choice? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can make a multiple choice if if it's too hard for everyone. Um, You know, I'll just do it. Okay. Bela Lugosi's Dracula, Nosferatu, or Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nosferatu. Okay. I I think I think uh, CJ is right, and I, I'll say without the multiple choices, I kind of would have had no idea because oh, okay. I would have guessed that Nosferatu. I guess I wouldn't have thought it's unauthorized, but yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that too, and I didn't, of course didn't look any more into it. But yeah, 1992's Nosferatu apparently is unauthorized. I'm not sure exactly. Why? What happened there? Um, oh, that's funny. The, oh, you know what? The, the, the Willem Dafoe one? Wait, no. wait, wait. wait. No, no, wait. no. 1922. 1922. I'm sorry. I thought you just said 1992. And that wouldn't have been correct either for me to say the Willem <laughs> Dafoe one. Uh, no. Because there's no way it happened in 92. But okay, yeah, yeah. I get you. The, I, I watched a, a Joe Bob episode uh, with Nosferatu earlier this year. And so I actually do know why it's unauthorized. I don't remember the exact details, but it has something to do with the filmmaker didn't get the rights uh, from the estate of Bram Stoker to make the movie because it's an adaptation of Dracula. Um, and the wife of Bram Stoker after he died, like wasn't giving up the rights and, and refused to to do it. So that's why this was unauthorized, but I apparently right, Universal right, well, got a hold of it at some point. Yeah. Fuck you. Turns out there's more than one vampire. There we go. Yeah. We're going to call this one Nosferatu. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So next question. This script uh, for this movie has been floating around for quite a while. How long has it been in de- development hell? Mm. All right. I- how about I'll, I'll pick a number and then CJ, you, you pick over under. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm going to say 15 years. Okay. Wow. I'll say under that. Wrong choice, CJ. Dan, oh, you get man. the point. Tw- I, 20 years. I thought, as the moment wow. I said it, I was like, I think I've made this too easy for CJ. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's been a long time. Holy it's been floating around. Crap. They've been trying to get this made for a, for a very long time, apparently. It's gone through, I mean, a ton of different rewrites. Uh, okay, now, finally got made. picture that same CGI discussion, but 20 years ago. Then it would oh, have looked no like way. shit. <laughs> It would have been off, but oh, I think man. I think they would have. I think it would have been a completely different film. Like I, right. I think, yeah, uh, there, there it would have been all practical effects and no Game of Thrones people in it because 
Many of have, them were children. Have either of you seen The Flash? The movie? Not yet. The not movie, yet. yeah. No. Okay. And I'm I'm not sure I want to. Yeah. It's the CGI is just you hit a certain point in the movie and you're like, isn't this like a multi-million dollar this was the best? And then you Google it and you're like, oh, it's because they treat their VFX artists like shit and did they, make them work. Do they unionize yet? Not I yet. knew they were talking about it. Okay. VFX artists don't yeah. have a union? No. No. Oh boy. Well, I listen, yeah. I know that a lot of people in the industry listen to this podcast and then mm-hmm. I just want the Very VFX <laughs> artists out there to know that you have my support. Uh, yeah. I'll walk the picket lines with you if, if that's what it'll take. Yeah, we can all shout into the void right now. And uh, absolutely. <laughs> Next question, bringing it back. This is the second of two. The first person to answer this gets correct, uh, gets the point. This is the second of two 2023 Universal films featuring Count Dracula. What's the first? Renfield. That's correct. Oh, duh. Should have been easy. <laughs> CJ looked pretty stoked. I, yeah. uh, did you have that moment of like, it can't be Renfield? Because I, I sure did. <laughs> that was this yeah, year yeah. alright how are we looking on points I think we're tied if I've been doing this correctly oh alright well we'll just do um, the final question then this will be the tiebreaker potentially what is the Rotten Tomatoes Tomatometer score in percentage closest without going over just to make it fair no we can't do an order because you're tied so we're just going to do closest I'm going to need you both to either in the chat or, or text me uh, your answer for what you think the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes is for this movie. Um, I feel like usually I can at least get in like the ballpark. I truly have no clue for this one. Okay. Okay. The answers are in. Danny, do you want to say what you put? 55%. Okay. And CJ? 67. Okay. Dude, it, you're, you're so close. Just say 69. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Well, sometimes it makes all the difference because it didn't this time, though. Uh, <laughs> Danny, you get the point. You were the closest. The what correct is answer is 49%. So it's, it's kind of low. Interesting. Because yeah. I was going to put in, I straight up, I was going to put in 50%. And I was like, well, but it's a horror movie. I'm mm-hmm. bumping it. Genre movies can get like a little bump from the right reviewers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, that makes you our winner. Congratulations, Danny. Thank you. But I feel like we're all winners, really. Absolutely. Just for fun, what do you think the audience score was on Rotten Tomatoes? That's got to be higher, right? Yeah, like like 70. Yeah, I was, yeah I, I'm sticking with my guess around like the mid-60s or so. 75. Yeah, definitely higher. Wow. I mean, audiences yeah. are always going to give horror movies so much leeway. Yeah. I, I saw The Nun 2 the other week. Critics panned it, but the audience score was like 90% or something, and I just don't understand. It's, it was a bad movie. Uh, it sounds like I want none of that movie. hey you, you can kick me off this now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, not before we do ratings. Oh, right. It's time right. for ratings. Ratings. Yes, You heard oh, that one before? I can't wait for your your children's show in like five to ten years. <laughs> it's gonna be so it's gonna be so good. Thank you, Justin Peters. Uh, Danny, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate the last Voyage of the Demeter for you? 
Okay, I, I don't want you to react too strongly to this rating, but I've been thinking about it a lot, and I would give it a five. And that's not a bad rating, okay? Like, the middle is where things... Wow! <laughs> the... In the world today, if every if something's not a five, it's the worst thing in the world. And that's not how this shit's supposed to work. I had a nice time watching this movie. I didn't have a great time. It didn't do anything extra special. It didn't do anything particularly new. But it also wasn't a piece of shit. It wasn't phoned-in performances. It wasn't a stupid, schlocky bad guy. There was some cool gore. The CGI was good, but it was also CGI. There was just one monster. A lot of times, it's there was a little bit too much earnest talks. So, like, <laughs> for me, this is right in the middle. And, and I, I, shockingly, watching a movie, watching a horror movie that is not at the extremes of really good or just god-awful is just so comforting to me. It's been so long since I watched a horror movie that's just like, hey, yeah, that was fine. Cool. And and I uh, I would rate it a five. It was just an okay movie, but but my heart goes out to it. But unfortunately, you don't get a higher rating because of that. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. I, I think I might go next because I, I have a lot of the same thoughts as, as Danny, what you just said. Which, first of all, I'm giving it a six. That's what I put on Letterbox, or effectively. Yeah, it basically the only thing I wrote down was it delivered on its promise for for what it set out to do, right? Like it's it's boxed in by what the source material is, and it stuck to it, and it, it did it in a way that was what it said it was. It, like it was it w- was scary, kind of, but also not too scary, right? So it wasn't awesome, but it was totally watchable. It is what it said it was going to be, which is fine. So it, it just gets a six. But I also hearted that on Letterbox, which meant I kind of liked it too. So it's um, I, oh I want to circle back to Danny. Wait, yeah, our, it, our, our reviews were like exactly the same. I my heart goes out to it. You you hearted it on Letterbox. Exactly. Yeah, I don't usually heart something that I rate so low. Like a three star for for me is typically lower. But um, but yeah, it was it was watchable and. Getting back to what Danny, what you were saying, like horror as a genre is is difficult because so much of it is just really bad. Oh, just so bad. And to to find ones, it's basically like sifting through sand to find a, a, a tiny speck of a diamond, right? Like you're you're looking for something really good and so much bad. And this is, it's not a diamond, but it's uh, it's a real cool rock. And I, I, I'm down for some cool rocks. I used to collect them when I was younger, and uh, I'm happy with that. So yeah. that's where I'll leave it. Shout out to Dave's Down to Earth Rock Shop in Evanston, Illinois, or used to be in El- Evanston, Illinois, where I used to buy my trilobites and amethyst as a young child. Nice. Wow. wow. That's an awesome, name. cool shop name. It's a great <laughs> It's a great name. I think it might be the impetus for my interest in puns. <laughs> Start early. CJ, what did you think? For me, yeah, I I'm exactly with you guys. Like, I didn't hate it. I thought this was fine. I like, yeah, it was a, it was fine. I I enjoyed it to an extent. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, you gotta watch this. It's not doing anything new, really. 
I think mm-hmm. I can't remember if this is the post credit scene or just the ending. Sorry for if this is a big spoiler, but they you follow the main character and Dracula is still alive. I would watch that movie. I would watch him chase Dracula through London way more than I would watch this movie. I, you know what? I, I had a very similar thinking when I yeah. saw that. Where like, like that's cool. That's not what happens. But yeah, then right. again. <laughs> Just just because that's not in the book doesn't mean this isn't a, another thing happened. Presumably, Dracula killed plenty of people in London. Yeah, that seems uh, more interesting to me. Him having to like go through the city chasing him down, basically, kind of. Then it turns into a sort of detective movie where he's like trying to mm. pick up clues from murders and see where he goes and stuff like that. But he I just want to get a Renfield. That's, that's yeah, really exactly. Renfield rolls. Yeah. It's the best movie. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, having watched them both, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's all part of the same story. <laughs> yes, it's a good double feature. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go in between you guys and give it a five point five. Oh, what a beautiful okay. little sandwich! Yeah, that's I think great. this this was fine, but yeah, it's not. I wouldn't rave about it to friends. Can Can I ask you guys a question? That's a little, a little off the subject, but maybe not. That like, okay, can we agree that the state of existence for humans right now is a little bit fucked up? Yeah, a, a little to maybe a lot of it fucked up. Yes, and we're we're on the we're on the other side of an unprecedented in our lifetimes global pandemic. Ish is our is our rating of these movies and influenced by i don't know like exhaustion from terror trauma hmm. yeah yeah speaking for myself it definitely has affected the content i want to consume and would normally enjoy absolutely like i i used to watch plenty of like more dramas and stuff like that and now i'm like I just mentally don't think I have it in me much anymore. Occasionally I will. This movie Past Lives was great. But other than that, I'm usually, if I'm sitting down to like turn something on, just give me a kind of lighthearted comedy. That's what I want as comfort. See, that, and that makes total sense. And I know plenty of people who, who take that side of things. And I'm sure that's where you are too, Danny. But I actually feel like I still seek out horror more to kind of cope with what's going on in the real world. Like it, it's like even further to the extreme than what is actually happening so that I can still enjoy it and it be kind of like, well, could be worse. I don't this know. Not that, <laughs> you know, that dude, I think that's really interesting. And I, both of those make a ton of sense to me. And, uh, I think it's really interesting because just like humor can be a way to process, tough emotions, feelings, situations. And I think everyone's very familiar with that concept. I think that what you're talking about is like the opposite side of that same coin, which is dealing with dealing with trauma through like scary things, but you fundamentally and clearly rationally know that you're safe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think the other part of it too, for me, for horror in general, is I I like the thrill that I get from it, like the adrenaline. I, I think that's just kind of like a 
a treat. <laughs> I don't know to, to also yeah, kind of yeah. separate me from, from real world issues. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's your escape. It's, it's how right. you, it's how you get away from those things. I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, I, I remember, I don't know what class it was in high school, but like watching invasion of the body snatchers and like learning about it as it framed the like red scare, like rise of the threat of communism and like that, like that sort of thing. And that was kind of like my first indication that like, Oh, like there's, there's more going on in a lot of these movies at times. And my favorite movies are, are the ones that kind of track like Halloween is a great example. The, you know, there is this subtext, this artistic subtext of something else, right? And not not to say that this movie has any of that, uh, and that's not to, like, talk shit on the movie, but yeah, I I just find myself less enthused by horror than than I ever have been. And that's, that's aside from the conversation about, like, there's a lot of shitty horror movies that exist, and it's hard to find really good ones. It's there were times where I would be willing to invest my time to, to find those really good ones. And now it's like, listen, if this isn't going to be good or I'm not interested on it, on its face, I don't have fucking time for it. I want to, I want to travel outer space in Starfield because it's beautiful and calm and serene. I want like, yeah, I, like I think a lot of the stuff that's popular in the Zeitgeist today really tends to this, we're, we've kind of evolved from fantasy and now we're into like outer space fantasy and because we all, we all want to get off this planet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Anyways, uh, please, uh, please buy shares in my, uh, my new startup. It's called uh, space gen X where <laughs> we'll all rocket into outer space and watch nineties cartoons together. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking, it rules, dude. <laughs> well, I think with that, Danny, I think we're going to wrap it I up. I do so. love to leave on a, a positive <laughs> note. Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's kind of the same yeah, thing. Absolutely. Now listen to this episode in five years. Yeah, it'll be funny. Sure, it'll hold up. Yeah. Danny, thank you for yeah, joining when, us. As, as, we're, as we're huddled during the, re, into like <laughs> the a trench during the resource wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to revisit your podcast. The water wars. Yeah. <laughs> when our podcasts become currency, what people trade. Ooh, yeah. Sign me up. It's the new Bitcoin, baby. Uh, Danny, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. Before you leave us, we've, we've been asking people random stuff at the end. And I think CJ, you brought this up last time. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, that's a great Question: What am I most excited to get in my in my bag? That surely you're still going around with, right? <laughs> Ooh, it's it's you, at this point what you purchase you, for other people, and you I'm just sorry, end up do, eating, do you right? not go trick or treating? No, I'm a recluse. I stay inside. <laughs> Are you surprised? CJ, of course, doesn't go trick or treating. Of course, you and me, Danny, obviously, yeah. still do. Yeah, but uh, I'm bald, so you at least get to go to five houses before the, the cops are called on you. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, it's immediate. Um, yeah, thank the, you for letting me buy time around. as I as I think about this. It, it's hard not to say Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't mean Reese's minis. Okay, those are garbage. I mean the regular size of Reese's cups. Okay. <laughs>
Well, yeah, this came up last that's time. Currency. What do you? How do you feel about the shapes? Like, um, they they Can come out with little pumpkins. <laughs> They come out with shaped Reese's peanut oh, butter um, cups. Reese's peanut- yeah. yeah, shaped Reese's peanut butter cups are better than normal Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. The, the the pinnacle of proper peanut butter to chocolate ratio is the Easter egg. Yeah. But the the Halloween pumpkin is is a close second. There there seems to be a consensus here, folks. I don't personally like Reese's peanut butter cups, but it seems like this is just fact now that that it, those are better. It is. I'm sorry. Was, was there was that this is not for debate, Ken? Yeah. <laughs> is fact. there is there like a flat earther for? Yeah, I guess I'm just speaking to everyone Reese's? else who also likes Reese's, so I'm just gonna move on. Danny, thank you again <laughs> for joining us. Happy oh, Halloween! Thank you guys so so much. And just like last year, I really want to encourage you to spend February with women, asking them about their favorite podcast, TV shows, and movies uh, about murderers, real-life murderers, because I would be so fascinated to hear more about that and what draws women to it. And what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than by celebrating a genre beloved by women, the murderers of women. Danny, this yeah. is just your agenda of trying to turn February into another spooky month, and I will not have it. And I am on board for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hash it out off there. <laughs> um, I mean, we could at least do maybe one episode on that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I would love to do that, though. I just need to remember when February rolls around. <laughs> um, thank you again. Um, next week, folks, uh, we're going to be talking about my experience at this year's Music Box of Horrors. Going to hopefully Everyone have pray for Ken's spine. Yes, it has already <laughs> happened apparently, but yes, we'll, we'll be talking about that, and I will hopefully have guests on who also attended with me. So that will be uh, that'll be a fun listen. And CJ, I think you might not be there because you, Correct. of course, will not be attending with me. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, uh, where can people find us, Siege? Follow us on TikTok. Hello, Gen Z. We're at Over Talking Pod on all the things. Call or text us at USA Camp 1591. Email us like actor Wayne Knight did at overtalkingpod at gmail.com or go to our website, overtalkingpod.party. You can type in the word Danny to find all of his previous episodes. Oh, wait, speaking of previous episodes, uh, Double Murder still is exists. You can still listen to it. I don't care if you do. Bloodydisgusting.com might. Probably not. But it's out there. And someday, God willing, me and Tim will do another episode. And when we do, these two fine gentlemen will be on it. I already watched the yep <laughs> the movie for it a couple years ago, so we're we're all set. Yeah, yeah, we're all prepped and ready to go. <laughs> Put us in, coach. Absolutely. Uh, oh, hold on, guys. There's some bats in here. I need to figure out. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they just transformed to the Overtalking Overlords. Uh, ah. Apparently, they're vampires this week. I don't know. Uh, and of course, they're. Uh, Guests are all the worldly landlords of ours that show up at the end of every episode. Remind me to remind you, if you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Reviews are what help people find this podcast. Uh, also, we spend no money in advertising, so if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. And actually, we got uh, another review, CJ. We just, after pandering for so long... Uh, in. It's kind of lost uh, lost hope and we haven't been checking, but there is a new review as of uh, August, I think, actually. Um, <laughs> it's just a solid month or two late. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
came in on August uh, 23rd from Dan Gleesack, 96. Glowing review, Ken and CJ. Hi, CJ. Are Hi. the greatest hosts of any podcast ever. They talk over TVs and movies. Uh, they talk over TVs and movies uh, like everyone loves. Where else can you find a podcast that has that has discusses all Fast and Furious movies? Exactly. Uh, Are you reading this as Yes, I sure am. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God bless this beautiful person for this wonderful review. These guys seem like they would be super cool in real life. I'm hoping they do a live show with a meet and greet. Any podcast with approval from actor Wayne Knight is good for me. (laughs) I hope this review pleases the over-talking overlords. Thanks, boys. But they gave us four stars. Dane Gleesack 96, please. I assume this is a mistake. Please update your review. Do you know that they go to five? Did you know that? There's one more stuff. I like that even more now. Yeah. I also also I feel like the, the missing star gives us the leeway to make fun of their grammar a little bit. So it's it's all good. Uh, that was a very nice review. Thank you so yes, much. Thank I would love to do a live show. I think that would be a hoot. It's something we've talked about for a long time. With, with maybe with like an overtalking overlord as a guest or something. But oh man, um, we can get yeah. him there. They're so busy. Maybe someday. Well, that's it for Monster Month, everyone. Thank you for attending. Uh, and we'll, we'll was it everything you hoped for, Ken? Yes, uh, always. I love the October good answer. Month. <laughs> <laughs> Some hesitation, but <laughs> no, no, it is well. Thank you again, Danny. Uh, and as we always say at the end of every single episode. This is the story of its crew. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This Vampire Week episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ. Edited by CJ. This week's special spooky guest was Danny from the Double Murder Podcast. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Happy Halloween!